This is the whole effing show, Rob Van Dam. You know what you're doing? You're listening to Pro Wrestling Nation, fool. What's up? Welcome to Pro Wrestling Nation. I, of course, am your host. My name is Funky Sam Medina. And you guys, I have the privilege of being with two guys from Royalties International. First, we have the creative director, Dan Miller. It is a privilege for you. Very good. Hell yeah. Thanks for being here, Dan. Thank you. And we have Reality of Wrestling superstar, the morning star, Rudy Garza. What's up, Rudy? How's it going? It's not just reality wrestling, it's just the superstar itself. So I'm the morning star, the spotlight itself. I say that mañana, you know, star of forever, man, you know. It's, I'm a star everywhere, not just in reality wrestling. Hell yeah, you're going to take over the world someday. That's the goal. So what's up, gentlemen? Um, first of all, I hope you guys had a good Thanksgiving. It's a blissful one. Yes. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hey, so uh, I guess my first question goes to both of you. Uh, what is Royalties International? And I guess, how did this alliance begin? Oh, boy. Uh, Rudy, I'll take this one. Uh, so Royalties International is a group of wrestlers and creators. And our goal is to work together this is not your um traditional professional wrestling stable this goes beyond just everything that you see in ring uh i am not a typical pro wrestling manager i'm not a pro professional wrestling manager at all uh what we do is not only you know go out and kick ass uh but it's also content creation um it is also you know getting on these podcasts getting our names out there uh, we're it, it, it's it's taking over the world in a different way. It is uh, what a professional wrestling group should be in 2022, and not what you see nowadays, which is still what pro what professional wrestling groups looked like in 1985. Hell yeah, that's that's awesome. What about the alliance? How did you guys come together? Uh, well, you know, Rudy and I, we had always gotten along uh, in training because I was uh, training to wrestle around the same time that we met and Rudy was just having his first couple of matches so he was showing me some stuff and I was sending him some matches because uh, honestly Rudy Rudy's not much of a pro wrestling fan or or wasn't when he started isn't that right Rudy that is correct I didn't even know I knew what pro wrestling was but I didn't wasn't like this is my dream. Like, this is what I want to do. No, it's not. <laughs> so it was a mutually beneficial friendship then, from uh, the start. That is correct. You know, I wanted to get the best because that's how I am as an athlete. Uh, a collegiate athlete. So I, when I came to this world, I treated the same way. Uh, it is a sport. So I treated it like a sport. So I film studied. And the brightest mind that I've ever met in this business and so far in this business is him and when he was showing me films i learned better and i got better so why not stick with someone that makes you better right that's absolutely. the goal of life make stick with someone that makes you better yeah no absolutely i completely agree with that so uh let's go back with you rudy a little bit you're a coll uh, collegiate athlete what did you do in college 
I was a track and field athlete. I did the long jump, four by four, the four hundred hurdle, one ten hurdles. Uh, I was all American, all conference runner. I was just, you know, killing it in the game, like what I did now, right? You know, but in the track and field game, right? I was a. Uh, that's what I did. That's awesome. And then, uh, so you're you're in college. You're an athlete. You're track and field. How does professional wrestling kind of get into your radar if you weren't a fan? Um, now I had surgery on my ankle, uh, reconstruction surgery in my ankle. So when that happened, I knew my track and field times were done, you know? So one time my buddy took me, I moved back to Houston. One of my buddies took me to an NXT takeover event and I was just there just for the, you know, I guess I'll get some drinks, having a good time, whatever, you know, so the buddy, then I saw the match with, Andrade versus Drew McIntyre NXT TakeOver. Okay. And I was like, man, I can do better than this. I feel like I should belong here. I feel like I can do way better than these two gentlemen in the field, knowing that Drew McIntyre now is a former world champion. Andrade is a freaking superstar, international superstar. But at the time, I was like, now I can do better than this. I love the atmosphere. It feels like a track and field environment when the spotlight's on you and everyone's cheering or whatever it is because you are that one that everyone cares to see yeah yeah and the rest is right now it's so it's similar just because you're a solo athlete unlike you know football or baseball or something like that so yeah so i enjoyed it if you didn't get the the ankle injury and you pursued your track and dream or track and field uh what was the goals there were you going to try to go to the olympics yeah, the goal is to be Olympics, run for Mexico's uh, national team, make that a big deal, make uh, Mexico irrelevant, make it relevant in the world instead of just, you know, just make uh, United States, all these other countries. No, make Mexico relevant in the, in the Olympic world, in the track and field world, you know, and, you know, just pursue that. That's incredible. Hell yeah. Uh, Dan, question for you. How did wrestling come into your life? Wrestling has been a part of my life since I was four years old. Uh, my father wrestled. I discovered it on TV and, uh, you know, I was hooked ever since pretty much. I, I, I got lapsed when I was in high school, but I'll, yeah, think, I'll blame that on the girls. That I'll blame that on the girls. <laughs> yep. That's when, that's when you stop for a while when you start liking girls. Yes. Okay. Nice. Hell yeah. But then, and then uh, you didn't pursue wrestling. You pursued um, more business, more creative uh, director role. Uh, how did you go about doing that? Well, I went to college for digital media and I worked in radio, television, did some cinema stuff. Uh, I was in bands. I played Warp Tour. Um, so I had always had my hands in entertainment. But man, you know, wrestling, once, once you're out, it just sucks you right back in. <laughs> yeah. So I moved down here to Houston uh, a couple of years ago and I saw the Booker T school and I thought, you know what? Uh, I'm, I'm no spring chicken anymore. And if I'm going to give this a shot, I'm going to go down there. So uh, I trained for a couple of years. Uh, some injuries kind of caught up with me, but I stuck in the production end of the business. And, you know, one thing led to another. And now I'm out there. Um, I'm out there with Rudy, uh, producing videos for some other guys, producing videos for Rudy. And all of a sudden, we got this big match coming up December 30th at Houston Premier Arena for Lone Star Three against the Mysterious Q, and we're gonna kick his ass. 
Hell yeah. What's going to happen? What's happening December 30th, Rick? Rudy, you going to destroy Mysterious Q? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to show him that all his stuff was hype. His whole career, his whole tenure, his whole 10 plus career tenure is all hype. That mask is not going to hide from him. Like, we realize that I'm only three years in the game and I've got more wow. publicity and more more attention in my three years than he did in his whole 10 years game, right? I'm going to show him what a true Texas pillar looks like, you know, because everyone calls him the Texas pillar. He's one of the Texas pillars of wrestling. Oh, my gosh. But I'm like, nah, like, I'm doing it correct. I'm doing it right. I'm going to show you how it is. I don't have to kill my body. I don't do no flips. I don't have to do anything. No, I'm going to show you off my charisma, my athletic ability, and show you what a true professional wrestler is. That's cool. Tell, tell us about a little bit about uh, the rivalry with Mysterious Q, kind of how he got on your radar and like why why you're so uh, want to take him out. Uh, if you want to really be honest, technically I started my career with Mysterious Q. Um, the way I debuted was in reality wrestling. He was wrestling uh, Ryan Davidson for the Royal Reality Wrestling Championship, Heavyweight Championship. And Ryan kind of hired me and some of the young guys to technically deal with Mysterious Q at the moment. He kind of pissed me off at the moment. I was just there, you know, showing everyone who I am, how you doing, what's going on in the stands. He wants to come up, disrespect me. And, you know, the rest is history. Right now, when I joined New Texas, he wanted to interfere in all of the stuff we're doing, right? You know, all our interference of all internationals, he wants to mingle in between us. So I'm like, okay, Q. You want to step up to the big dogs just because you think you're a big dog. Okay. That makes sense now. Okay, we'll see. You guys have been battling ever since? Oh, this is our first one-on-one encounter. Wow, so this has been quite the build. Yeah, so technically, if you look at our history together, we've been intertwined since day since my day one. Since day yeah, since the beginning. Since my day one. Yeah, so... This is technically the beginning of something greater or ending his hype as the Texas pillar, Mr. Mysterious Q. Well, he's not mysterious anymore. I mean, technically, <laughs> he's just Q. He's just we already Q. know who he is. You know, he's been there for 10 years doing the same thing. You're not mysterious anymore. You know? That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, what does this match mean for you? Because he, you said he's one of the Texas pillars. He's kind of a veteran in the area. He's been around a long time. What does it mean for your career? It's a skyrocket for my career right there. It's a skyrocket for us. It shows them what true professional wrestling is. We're going to show them how this will show everyone in the independent scene, in the professional wrestling scene, what a main event caliber match should look like when you have a star so-called like you and an upper a, a true natural star like myself and Dan Miller for Walters International when two big things happen at once and it becomes correct you'll see something right it this is going not it should be it's going to rocket R and it sucks that it's got to be Q that we have to step over but someone got to get stepped over and Q kind of made it easy for us to target our you know our first step. Yeah, Q may be one of the first pillars to crumble. I agree. You know, we have other... Uh, it sounds like... You know, pillars to target, right? 
But Q kind of, you know, we weren't trying to mess anyone up. You know, we were just trying to do us. But Q wanted to step in our business with our first Texas contenders that New Texas does to show out new talent. You know, then we showed him that we could do in one of his uh, shows. Then after that, you know, now, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a real thing, right? Because he wants to interfere in one of our matches after when we're showing a, an official an official Isaac uh, Morales finally wanted to get out those stripes and now be in the ring. We showed him what it is to be a true wrestler, and he wanted to go save Mr. Isaac for that, right? And that's what kind of, like, set us off, right? You kind of interfered in our business, and now you are beca- – he became our business after that, right, Dan? Absolutely. Uh, so we came in, uh, Royalties International started with the idea of redefining the main event. And I wanted to bring in guys that can, uh, you know, change the course of Texas wrestling, because ever since I've been down here, ever since I've been training, ever since I've been in the back, I've noticed that the same guys were always on top, which is great, which is fantastic. But some folks have been having a problem breaking through, and I'm here to help. I am helping these guys break through to the top to change the main event. And we came out there and that's exactly what we said. And the first person to step up to us was Mysterious Q. And listen, Q, he had a great run on top, but luck hasn't been on his side lately. And come December 30th, we're going to show him that the main event for 2023 is changing. And on top of that, it's going to be Rudy Garza and Royalties International. Simple as. Hell yeah. How does Royalties International and Rudy Garza prepare for uh, the biggest match of his career? I mean, I do it like every other match. You know, I train, I lift weights, I get cart, I get all my training aspect like I usually do, right? And I film study, I film who Q is, I film his matches, see what his weaknesses are, what his strengths are, try to avoid like I study this and I will always study this it's like a fight and it's gonna be a fight, like a sport. And I'm gonna show everyone what it truly is. And I'm telling you, I'm studying him like it's behind like the back of my hand. Q would be so familiar to me. Listen, every single one of our matches is the biggest match of our career because we're in the position right now where we can't screw up. We're not allowed to screw up. I'm not allowing us to screw up. So every time we go out there, whether it's a new Texas pro show, Texas contender series show, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who our opponent is, whether it's uh, an international star like Shota Suzuki who came in, who we beat. Or it's someone up from Dallas or someone right down here in Houston. It doesn't matter. Every single match we prepare for, like, we need to hit a grand slam. And we do every single time. So this is no different. Excellent. Hey, I know you guys probably have a lot of things in the works. You can't really talk about too much. But what does 2023 look like for Royalties International? Oh, 2023. This was the... uh, Thanksgiving was just yesterday. We're recording this on Black Friday, folks. 2022 for Royalties International was the appetizer. And I'm not even sure if 2023 is going to be the main course because this is going to be a multi-course meal. This is going to be an episode of Chopped year (laughs) after year after year. And let me tell you, the first one to get chopped is going to be Mysterious Q. And then every year after, we're going to be taking them out. So 2023, I mean, we're going to get bigger. We're going to get badder. 
Uh, the shows are going to get bigger. And you know what? I, I don't know if you're familiar with the Houston Premier Arena. Are you familiar with Have you seen GIFs or GIFs or little video clips from uh, from the warehouse in Houston? You know, I did watch a couple of matches uh, with Rudy the other day. I don't know specifically where, though. Uh, it was chances are it was probably from Houston Premier Arena. And let me tell you something. Once this whole thing takes off, because the idea of Royalties International not only is just bringing up guys and having them break through to the main event, we're making Texas wrestling national, man. We're 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 gonna be doing arenas, we're gonna be doing bigger, better venues. You know, this isn't just about us. And I know when when I go out there, a lot of the fans they start booing, but they don't understand that I'm doing this for them. I'm doing this so they can start going to better venues, bigger venues, you know, have people coming up and asking them like, oh, I see you've been here for a while. You must understand everything that's going on. You know, this this isn't just for me. This isn't just for Rudy, even though we're going to be reaping uh, 90% of the rewards out of this. This is for everybody. So 2023 is going to be huge. Trust me. Hell yeah. Hey, I just watched uh, the Telus in the Territory World Class, and that really made me nostalgic. And I just want to say that I mm -hmm. appreciate mm -hmm. you guys are re you know putting Texas wrestling on the map once again. Uh, do you want to just speak for the illustrious history of Texas wrestling for a minute? Uh, you know, one of my um, one of the guys that I look to all the time for inspiration is Gary Hart. And uh if there was a guy that I wish was still around uh, to try to glean some uh, advice from, it would be him. Uh, Texas wrestling dating back to God, the late the late seventies, uh, just with everything. Not I'm not even talking just Houston. I'm just talking Dallas right now because uh, I've only heard some of the exploits of Paul Bosch and all the guys that were down here. But man, up in Dallas, geez, uh, we, Rudy and I, we've, we've watched plenty of uh, old Gino Hernandez stuff. Um, you know, the Von Erics, of course, and uh, Kabuki. Uh, just so much good stuff came out of Dallas, and it was so ahead of its time. You watch some of that Dallas stuff from uh, 82, 83, 84, and it is blowing away anything that you see in Crockett, in WWF, any of those promotions, uh, WCCW is leaps and bounds ahead of that. And uh, it is it it should be a legacy that has been passed on generation to generation, but it hasn't. And for so long, Texas has been the place where careers come to die. And we're trying to change that. And we're fighting for Texas. And you know what? If you look back at WrestleMania weekend, this past year, every single one of those guys and gals who went up there from Houston, from San Antonio, Austin, Dallas, uh, they went with their working boots on and they went to show the world just how great Texas wrestling is. And one of those guys was Mysterious Q and he got eight wins. But you know what? He dropped the ball and we're picking it back up. Absolutely. That's incredible. I, I love what you guys are doing for Texas. You guys are putting on the map. You're making a name for Me yourselves too. and for and for uh, the state. I love that. 
I love that. Hey, so uh, Rudy, going back to Rudy, um, you grew up, did you grow up in Mexico? I was born and raised there. At what point uh, were you, did you come to the U.S.? I was like young. After, after I was college? Young. I was young. Oh, no, it was young? when okay. I was young. I was a little boy, you know, I came back and forth throughout my life. Um, when I went to college, when I stayed here most of the time, but yeah, okay. when so, I came here. So uh, where did uh, where did the Booker T School, the reality of wrestling, like, where did that come from? Where did that come into your life? How did you discover that? And why did you decide to, to go there? Man, like I said earlier, I went to a show in NXT, you know, Tennessee Takeover, when Drew McIntyre lost to the great Andrade, you know, Mexican wrestler. <laughs> um, yeah. And one of my boys like, hey, Booker T. And when I said, like I, I felt the environment. I was like, I can do this better than every single person in this business. I feel I can. I know I can. So I'm doing it. And my boy was like, hey, Booker T has a school on. I was like, really? So, I mean, technically this Thanksgiving break, like four years, I started training. Four years ago, I started training wow. at Booger T's World, G uh, Booger T's World Gym Arena, right? And the year after I started training, I debuted, and the rest is history, right? The legacy of Rudy Garza, the morning star spotlight himself, you know, literally was was born when I watched a Mexican superstar win his world title, his, his title, you know? Yeah. That's incredible. And it's coming full circle, you know, because now you're doing to the business what you what you saw uh, from the audience. Hell yeah. That's correct. Hey, so a question for both of you now. I kind of want to hear this from both of you because two different people, two different time frames. Uh, what is it like uh, learning and, and kind of working with Booker T? Because Booker T is a legend. I like Dango first. You know, because his experience was different than mine. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I did have a couple of matches under Booker. It's more been on the production side. And um, Book has a good eye for knowing what works and what doesn't work. And being able to see him do things in one take uh, is is just spectacular uh the uh him <laughs> shutting something down if he doesn't like it uh in a half second i mean i've seen <laughs> him look at something for you know just a little bit and say you know that sucks and it did suck and then we have to go back and do it again uh seeing him uh perform is when you when you get to see someone who has performed on the stage that he has yep. perform in front of a more intimate setting, but he's still that big guy. It's uh, it's really something to experience. And you get a little bit more of the nuance of how someone that successful got to be that successful. Like it's no mistake. It's no accident that Booker T got to be a two-time hall of famer. Like, that doesn't just happen. You're not just some guy, and all of a sudden you wake up and you're a two-time Hall of Famer. You 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 kick ass, and you do a really good job at it. And uh, just just picking up the small things. It's the small things with the book. I mean, technically, yeah. I mean, when I first entered Rally Wrestling, the first person I met 
was Booker. Oh, wow. First person I met. And most guys who get starstruck, I was just like, oh, hey, how's it going? I'm, I'm, 40, I'm here to start training. That's what I'm here for. I'm ready to start training. I'm here to know what this business is about, right? And he threw a little, you know, he I introduced myself as Rudy Garza, whatever, da, 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 da. He calls the head, one of the trainers, and he was like, this kid named Jose wants to come in here and start training. And I was like, look, my name is Rudy. <laughs> so that was my first experience with book right it's a funny story to me i thought it was funny it's hilarious you know, most yeah. people offended, but most people are not secure like i am right so from there i got the great training a lot of people miss i think i got the benefit the best training that anyone could ever ask for in a short period of time because i had guys to train me from beginning correctly to intermediate, to advance, to ready to have a match. Well, because because my first match was, I believe, and you can go watch it, was the best debut match that someone could ever have. I'm talking about debut, first match ever, not debut at a single promotion. I'm talking about first match ever. That was my first match ever against Clay Roberts, right? In 2019, you can watch it and you can be like, man, this kid looks like he's been there for a long time. No. It was my first match because I got trained correctly and I did quality training. I was there to learn not to have fun. I was there not to make friends. I was there to get better, right? I had guys like J.J. Blake training me from the beginning, from roles to spots, to getting understanding the, the fundamentals of how a pro wrestler should be. Then going to intermediate with an event rings with Gino Hernandez, uh, not Gino Hernandez, Gino Medina, uh, Ryan Davidson. Rex Andrews, uh, Aiden Cristiano, like we had guys like that. Then when I was ready for matches, then this one book came in and book was often. That's when the little small things happen, right? And I was like, oh, maybe you should do this instead of this. Maybe you should think about this instead of that. And I took those in the door those. So I'm not there to have fun. This ain't a childhood dream of mine. So when I got there, I was ready to freaking be the best at it. So I guess for me, it was different, right? It was different. I was there for a mission, a goal. I wanted to be, and I got a little bit of heat throughout my career. I still do because of my mindset, right? I want to be better than you. I don't care who you are. I know you suck because I see you, and I don't. You don't train like I do. You don't. You don't think about this business like I do. I think about it different. I go about it different. I'm there every day to be. I do quality stuff, not quantity stuff. You're over here to follow the dream. I'm here to become the dream, right? So. When I was there, yeah, it took me a year and a half to debut because most people were like, oh, I've been there for four months. Then I started rising. Nah, I took a year, a year and some months, right? Boom, I debuted. From there, my career skyrocketed to one of the best careers I believe ever happened because who does that? Who comes in the debut match winning their debut match? Who comes in the, in the match of Riyadh Wrestling, one of the top independent promotions in the country, in the world, and have a six, seven match win streak? have a match with Booker T in his third, fourth match and beat him, right? Who has a win over Booker? Like, that's unheard of, right? That's incredible. So, And the reason Booker does that is because he knew how talented I was, right? He gave me something that threw it out the park every single time, and he still believes in me. That's why who I am. That's what Dan saw, I believe. And that's why we're sticking together. We saw the greatness in each other, and we're like, we're going to stick together, and we're going to make gold in this business 
That's incredible. Hey, I can see because you said that people didn't really like you because of your mindset. I can see that because you weren't a fan of wrestling. So you didn't really, you weren't really, like you said, starstruck when you saw Booker T necessarily. And you're a lot more work minded. Um, so you're down there to work, like you said, not to make friends. So I can see why people would kind of have a little bit of chip on their shoulder for you because you didn't have like the marquee, the marquee wrestling mindset a little bit that some people have. Nah, because I, th I think that's a crutch for people. I yeah, think having no, that marquee right. mindset is a crutch, right? When you don't have that and you throw it out of the way, that's when you really become. And you can tell everyone that finally made it after 10 years, right? It took them 10 years to finally mm -hmm. make it or get a name with themselves because they had that marquee for 10 years. And they're like, oh, my God, I love this. I'm glad to be in the ring. And when they realize that's bullshit, that's when they started killing it in the game, right? Yeah. Because they realized mm -hmm. I don't need to be a mark. Right? I love the business. I'm already here. I can do it better, right? When you get rid of that stupid mindset, that's when you become great. Now, any advice from anyone that's listening to this and wants to start in, even if you're a fan, become a mark outside of the ring. Don't become a mark inside of the ring, right? Don't be a fanboy inside of the ring, right? Do it outside. Don't be inside, right? And if you, you're studying, you're studying this thing, Treat it as a business. Treat it as a sport. Treat it like it's your life or death situation. I'm telling you, you will can kill it every single time if you have that mindset of it. But once again, it's my opinion. I ain't, you know, the end all be all of all information. But yeah, that's my two piece of it. Hell yeah. And also, Rudy, when you met Booker T, uh, you, you said that you weren't, you didn't really, you know, you weren't starstruck by him. You were not a wrestling fan at this point. Did you really know the legend of Booker T when you met, first met him? I mean, I, I, I you know you know wrestling throughout the days, right? Wrestling was a big, especially the Attitude Era, right? The Rock, Stone Cold, The Undertaker, Triple H, you know, DX, the, the Booker T's, right? They know who these people are, right? So I knew who he was, you know? I didn't know he was King Booker or he was <laughs> in Harlem Heat or he was this, you know? I learned all that afterwards, right, during my time there, right? But that's a different thing, too. A lot of people don't see. I was there to learn. I was a student of the game right when I was there, right? So that's when I learned about the Gino Hernandez, the Ric Flair's, the Dusty Rhodes, the freaking Roddy Piper's, the Mr. Perfects, right? I, I that, When dealing with Dan and being around Dan, that's when I learned who were the best of the best in this business, right? And Booker T is one of them. I didn't know how great he was. I didn't know. I thought he was just a guy that owned a school, right? It's like every professional athlete <laughs> probably has. Like Michael Johnson has a performance center for track and field athletes in Dallas, right? But he was one of the goats in the goddamn game, right? I just thought he was one of those. I didn't, I didn't know who it is. But the Makes more sense. I learned, the more I realized I was successful because of his knowledge. Well, that's when I was like, okay, Booker T is the real deal, Holyfield, right? He knows what he's talking about. He knows the game. He knows. What he like Dan said, there's no way you wake up and become a two-time Hall of Famer just by waking up, right? Yeah, he's definitely yeah. special in the in the wrestling world. Uh, are you a wrestling fan now? Like, are you gonna sit down tomorrow and watch Survivor Series? Uh yeah. Okay, awesome. We're gonna do that tomorrow. We're gonna watch it, but we're gonna watch it like I always do in every show. I watch it as a student, not as a fan, right? And okay. so. I have. I don't think I've ever watched a sh 
a match for it and be like, I'm a fan of this. I'm more of a, nah, this wasn't right. Maybe they could have done it. Why did they do, you know, I'm criticizing every little thing and questioning every little thing because I don't know. I just, how I am is how I'm built. So I know, uh, I don't know. That's, I'm going to watch it tomorrow. Me and Dan are all going to watch it tomorrow, but more of a study though. That's my mindset of it. Hell yeah. That's, that's incredible. And then that's good for you because then you, when you're in a, like a similar situation, you've got something in your head that you saw that you thought, Oh, why do they do that? Then you could do a different thing in that some situation like that. Yeah, correct. Absolutely. That's awesome. That's awesome. Hey, so I'm going to go back to you, Dan. Uh, you said that you had a couple matches, but you're not a wrestler. Did you have aspirations to wrestle or did you just want to like get in the ring and see what it's like? So you had a better um, know, knowledge of it for different things within the wrestling business. Well, I had, I had to know. I had to know. So I went in and I did it and, and I'm <clears throat> perf with however my professional career turns out, I'm going to be happy with it. I'm not going to have any, um, uh, I'm not going to have any regrets if it just turns out that I'm going to be producing and managing and working on the outside and working in the back. Um, but I, I have a feeling that I'm going to have to kick someone's ass someday. <laughs> and I'll just I'll just leave it at that. But um yeah. Yeah. I I went into it um just wanting to know before you know the inevitable would happen where I would either be too old or I would have too much in my professional life that would prevent me from doing that. So I was at a good spot uh where I could do that and it wasn't my plan A. Uh, a lot of guys come in and it is their plan A. And to Rudy's point, they have all the passion of being a lifetime fan. And it's the only thing that, that they want to do. And then they realize that they're not going to be a multimillionaire in WWE or AEW or wherever, or being an actor. And it kind of falls apart. And I didn't want to be that guy. Uh, you know, I, I went to college, I have jobs outside of wrestling that can pay my mortgage. So I'm, I'm happy with that. But on the other hand, you know, you only live one life. And unlike Rudy, I did love wrestling for the majority of my life. So uh, I wanted to be a, a part of it. And seeing the direction that the industry was going in, I felt that I could maybe course correct and going through reality wrestling was I think the best way to go about that. Absolutely. I agree with that. You seem to be very, very smart man, Dan. Like you just seem to know I what am. the money is, you know? Yeah. It's all about money. This business is all about money. It's and true. If, if you get into this business, not thinking that it's all about money, then you're going to be at the bottom of the card. You're not going to be a made eventer. Get get the hell out. Sorry. This is a money-making business. Everything you do should think about money, right? This you, you can't pay the bills. You can't live off of hopes and dreams. No, you got to live off dollar bills. And what performs dollar bills is the quality it is. Like Dan said, the, if you're in the main event, you're going to pay more than you yeah. open the card, right? And you right. don't want to not be, once you get a taste of that, 
and and it's not the prestige. I know it's a part of it. Once you get to the pay window and you see you're making more than everybody else, you don't want to let that go. Period. Definitely. Yeah. Nope. And so, Dan, you uh, you are a trained wrestler. And I feel like, uh, you know, you and Rudy are attempting to take over the world here, you know, starting with Texas and hopefully the world after that. You're bound to piss some people off along the way. Um, so you might find yourself in a situation where you do have to defend yourself. And being mm-hmm. a trained wrestler, I mean, you're in a better situation to defend yourself that way. Oh, absolutely. Like, I'm not going to let anybody walk all over me. Um, there have been times where I've been, you know, knock, 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 knock loopy. But <laughs> at the end of the day, Rudy Garza wound up winning his match. So who's the real winner here? Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to piss someone off someday. And, uh, you know, I'll be ready. Awesome. And... Rudy is the cornerstone, cornerstone, cornerstone. I can't even talk of uh, Royalties International. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you plan on expanding, maybe building a bigger team, or you know, do you have things in the works for that already? You can't talk about. Uh, I'll take this. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. It's not just us. We got some things. Uh, we have. Um, we we've got iron in the fire, so to speak. And like I was saying before, 2023 is going to be bigger than 2022. This was just the appetizer. And we're capping it off this uh, this December 30th against Mysterious Q. Man, to be honest, Dan, I don't even think this is the appetizer. These are like the chips and salsa in a Mexican <laughs> restaurant. This is just a... Good point. This, Good point. If you're going to a Mexican restaurant and you taste their chips and salsa and their salsa is on point you know that food's going to be great. And that's us every single time. You come in, you get that chip, you dip it in, you be like, ooh, this is so delicious. I know this food's going to be great. This is just the start. That doesn't even happen. These are the hors d'oeuvres. Yes, this is the beginning, right? You didn't even order your drinks yet. You didn't have your water yet. You didn't even had everything that makes a meal a meal. And that's the beauty about it. The beauty. Hey, if this is just the chips and salsa, I can't wait till they bring the super burrito out. I'll tell you that. <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, December 30th, Mysterious Q, do you guys want to tell us where, uh, you know, how they can find the match, you know, tickets, all that fun stuff? Sure. Uh, NewTexasPro.com slash events. It's going to be December 30th at the new, at uh, I, I think it's going to be at Houston Premier Arena. All the stuff that I've been seeing about that has been Houston Premier Arena. Um, a couple of matches, actually, the mat we're the only match that's been announced. Um, some participants have been announced uh, in the show. I don't, I'm not sure if I have all the matches here on me. I don't. Uh, but yeah, newtexaspro.com slash events. Uh, we're going to be at the Texas Contender Series at Houston Premier Arena December 8th. And I think there's another one two weeks later, uh, right before Christmas. And uh, Reality of Wrestling, Christmas Chaos 17, I think the number we're at, is going to be uh, December 18th at the Booker T World Gym Arena at a special start time of 5 o'clock that Sunday, December 18th. Did you say that this is going to be the 17th uh, Reality of Wrestling Christmas Chaos? I believe it's 
uh, Christmas Chaos 17. I had this no idea the, that it's even it's their biggest show of the year. Yeah, that's crazy. I had no idea that Booker T had that place for so long. It used to be uh, Rudy. What was the PWA? PWF or PWG? P- or I don't know. <laughs> Not PWG. <laughs> Not PWG. No. Did, did Booker T Anderson or did he buy it as that that promotion? Oh, no, he that started was, it. His, it. It changed okay. to Reality of Wrestling. Um, I like the name ago. Reality of Wrestling. So he, yeah. he changed it to a good name. Uh, Christmas Chaos 17. Hell yeah. Yep. Seventeen. So, what are you guys plans? So, uh, Q on not so mysterious Q on the thirtieth of December. Uh, where do you go from there? Man, you know I can't say because I can't say. I know where we're going, but I can't tell you. (laughs) Not not gonna lie, I don't know what's going or not going. You have all the plans set. But I know of another fan or these Houston fans or local fans coming. Oh, yeah. Interrupt me or touch me or do anything. That's going to be my next plan to shut those those people up. All, all of that. I- Listen, the, the same night you probably saw this, the same night that Scarlett Bordeaux got a cup of water thrown on her and that guy got escorted out and he got yelled at by the entire arena of fans. And he got chastised online saying, you can't do that to a professional athlete. Someone's on the other side of that guardrail. The same exact thing happened to Rudy Garza on 11-11 at the fourth anniversary show show for uh, New Texas Pro. And nothing happened to that guy. Actually, as a matter of fact, he got cheered on by everybody in that arena. So let me tell you something to those so-called loco fans quote and quote your time's coming and that that shit is not gonna fly they're assholes disrespectful stupid mark s fans i hate them them so much you want to speak on the fans uh rudy yeah, I mean, that's it at all. They're stupid. They don't understand. They're too marky mark. They love this business. Like, it's stupid. They care about death matches and dumb shit. They like just, they're, they're losers in the life. And so they come to wrestling to mentally masturbate, enjoy women's wrestling. No, women's wrestling is great and all, but that's the only reason they're for So they can enjoy people, other people, and hate on other people because they can't enjoy Life like we do, right? They hate on us because they can't be us. They wish they could be in the ring with us, right? So they're just like, yeah, yeah, we hate you. We hate you, Rudy. We hate you, Dan. We hate you, Rose International. Why you got to ruin our fun of stupid wrestling? Oh, yes, I want to see blood. I want to see this and that. And I'm like, no, you're going to watch real wrestling, professional wrestling. You're going to watch a real star walk in and walk out. So they're mad, right? They're mad. They're pissing me off every time I walk out. And look, you could boom. I don't really care. Right? I'm, I Look, you could boom me. I don't give a damn. But why when you touch me, you disrespect me, you could throw water. At, oh, my God. That's when you cross the line. Look, I'm a professional. I'm an athlete. You're a scrub. You stay your ass in the in the seats while I'm in the ring. Right? So that that's what kind of throws me off. Right? Like, it's Scarlett Bordeaux. She, her dad, 
person got thrown out. Yeah. Right? But if I slap the shit out of a fan, I'm in trouble. But once again, if this was a real situation fight, oh, in Texas, oh, you better agree to this fight because I'm about to smack the living hell. Like, this how dumb these fans are. And it's just, maybe it's just the culture of Houston wrestling screaming. Maybe it's the, the local holics of a local premier arena, whatever they are, that little building, they don't understand what true professional is. That's why me and Dan wanted to fix, right? We want to kill that virus. We want to change it up, right? Like we, we, we are the healing of this sickness of this professional wrestling era right now, right? That's what me and Dan mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. And once again, if Irish wants to continue killing this greatness, they're not. We're too strong. We're too great. And that's why we continue to do so, right? And Q is one of those guys that encouraged the stupidity, right? And we're going to start with him. And we're going to go on to maybe any other person, right? And it doesn't matter who's in front of us. We're going to show you what true professional wrestling is, right? Like the Ric Flair's did, like the Rocks did, like the even Roman Reigns at this moment is doing, right? That's what you're supposed to strive for, not some Nick Cage or fucking a drunken alcoholic, gel-busting bullshit that just kills some stuff. Like, it makes no sense, right? That should not be your ideal fresh wrestling, right? Your ideal fresh wrestling should be a guy that's well-respected, that's well-dressed, that carries himself, that's worth the money, that's worth a lot of money, right? That should be their idea, but no, they're hating Right, because they see they're jealous of us, you know, just like everyone else is gonna be, and just everyone is gonna be, right? No one likes greatness, no one likes greatness, right? And I see it, right? But that's that's my view, man. I, I don't like these fans, I don't care about these fans. I'm not there for them, I'm there for me, I'm there for Dan, I'm there to make money, right? And you can come, you can bring your whole family and hate me, I don't really care. You're paying money to watch me. I'm not paying money to watch you. So I don't give a damn. Yeah, yeah, they're jealous of greatness. They really are. Those damn fans. Hey, uh, Rudy, this might be a difficult question because you're not necessarily a fan of professional wrestling, but do you have, like, maybe some dream opponents that you would love to be in the ring with? Nah, man, all my dream opponents are dead or too old. (laughs) That makes sense because that's kind of who you, uh, who Dan kind of helped you come up with uh, watching is all the old school Texas stuff. So that does make sense. Uh, what about you, Dan? You're more of a fan of wrestling. Is there any dream opponents you may have for Rudy in the future? Ooh, whoever would make him the most money, uh, Roman Reigns. Uh, that would be the biggest match. So yeah, him. and an MJF, a CM Punk, right? Yeah, a Daniel Bryan, right? People that that know what quality wrestling is. Yeah, thank no, you. Man. Some of the best. I love him. And even uh, speaking of you know Brian Daniels and Daniel Bryan, he's not he's not from Texas. But that's where he went to train. Absolutely he's smart. Yeah, yeah. That's the where old he came HBK up. school. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I don't think his stuff is around anymore. Do you guys know? No, he's not. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so because he's been back. It's a, it's in a different his, permutation. I believe his school is NXT yeah. now. I guess never mind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they changed it over to him. That's awesome, though. You know, he's taking over the world, too. He left Texas to go to Florida to run the developmental territory. So, uh, you know, that's another thing that Texas kind of has on, they hang their hat on. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. What about like dream promotions? Because I know like everybody, you know, AEWW, of course. Do you guys have any dream promotions that you would love to step the, the step into the ring? I'd like to get Rudy down to uh, Arena Mexico. Oh, that would be incredible. That would be fun. New uh, Japan. New Japan. I mean, uh, of course, there's like Noah. Japanese promotions. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, uh, Texas getting a lot of love in Noah right now. That that would be uh, that would be awesome because Noah's great. They're having their big show coming up soon. Uh, yeah, you got the 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 Muda retirement tour. Uh, it would be it would be a blast to be uh, over in Japan. Absolutely, Rudy. You grew up in Mexico. Uh, have you wrestled in Mexico? Uh, no, I have not wrestled in Mexico. That's one of my goals for twenty twenty three. That would be really cool. That would be really awesome. Have you been to shows down there? Um, I wonder how the uh, the environment is different uh, between like Texas and Mexico. When I started wrestling, my dad told me, I don't remember this, but my dad told me he actually took us to a Lucha Libre show down in uh, Monterrey. And I uh, guess that was the... But... I heard the environment. I've been around Salucha shows and everything else. So I was like, man, this environment is different than Americans, right? They appreciate the culture, right? A lot of these guys and wrestlers technically disrespect my culture, my Lucha Libre backstyle, right? They they disrespect because they don't know how to do it correctly, right? They just want to do it just because they think it looks cool, right? But it's it's not the same, right? I don't know. I, I enjoy it. And I love the environment. Uh, I've been to, I've seen a few shows live, uh, but never been in one. And that's what I want, right? I, I, I want to be part of my culture, my people, and striving to main event that area as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think you would. Uh, I think you would do fantastic with your style. I think the people will take to you, and you would feel less disrespected by the audience. That's for sure. Because the Mexican fans don't know, they like they know what true stardom is, mm-hmm. right? They're not martial. They know what true stardom is. They're about their people. They're about growing our people, not like Americans, right? That just hate, 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 right? They hate everything, man. They hate everything. Yeah, American wrestling fans are so not Dan. Not Dan. Dan is the best yes. American I've ever met. You, ever. you heard it here first. <laughs> Yeah, no. He does not hate. He understands and appreciates greatness, right? Just like I do, right? I appreciate greatness. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's, that's great, you guys. Hey, thank you so much for stopping by. Um, before we get out of here, do you have? Do you guys want to leave us off with anything? Maybe uh, a little something for Mysterious Q. Rudy, you start. I'll finish. Um, I mean. The only thing I can say is that Q, you, if anyone that has not watched New Texas or has watched New Texas, yeah, don't want to miss this, right? You don't want to miss the month of December, right? Actually, you don't want to miss the rest of our careers because after this, even before this or during this, this is how greatness is going to be, right? We're going to strive, right? to do better right and q 
You're not the Texas pillar. You never was. It was just a vacant spot that you left by, and we're taking it. We took it, and we're going to maintain it, and we're going to show you what a true Texas pillar looks like. <laughs> yeah, Q. Uh, you know, when I came out there all those months ago and said that Royalties International was going to take over the main event, I knew somebody was going to be walking out. Uh, it's just too bad that it was you, man. You know, you had such a great Mania weekend. You were finally getting to that spot that you wanted to be. You debuted on Freelance uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he's been riding a high uh, these last two years. But, man, ever since you lost that belt, that new Texas belt, and this whole summer, man, you, you've just been exposing yourself. And we're going to take advantage of that on December 30th when Rudy Garza becomes the new pillar of Texas. Hell yeah. What does, uh, I guess one more question is, what does Rudy Garza becoming a pillar of Texas mean to you guys? Step one. Yeah. It's step one. That's all it is. It's step one. We take the Texas territory over. People like it. People are fond from it. And they be like, oh, we want that in our territory. So now we go to the northeast. That's the west. Now they, the United States understands. And now Mexico comes at it. Then Canada takes over. Now everyone wants to be around the affection of greatness that Royalties International does, right? This is only step one of our conquering this business. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, that's awesome. And then go ahead and plug you guys on social media as well. Uh, we'll start off with Rudy. Um, social media, Instagram, you got Rudy Garza underscore row, R-U-D-Y-G-A-R-Z-A underscore row. And at Twitter, row Rudy Garza, O-W-R-U-D-Y-G-R-Z-A, right? Those are my two socials. And then Facebook, Rudy Garza page, you know, those are my Three social media, you can reach out, email, no matter what you want to do. And if you want to book me, you got to contact my direct, uh, creative director. Twitter, Dan Miller Zone. Instagram, Dan Miller Zone. Email, Dan Miller Zone at gmail.com. If you want to book Rudy or reach out to me, I also do freelance work under the name of Dan Miller's Creative Entertainment Studio of Texas. And you could get promos, packages, gifts, gifs audio sweetening, audio unsweetening, editing, anything that you could possibly imagine, photography in the realm of professional wrestling and outside the professional wrestling world because, heck, I could, I'll, I'll do, if you want a video package done on your uh, basketball team, I'll do that too if you got the money to pay. So danmillerzone at gmail.com. Also, everybody comes up to me after the shows and says, Dan Miller, you know, you look so damn good. And I'm like, I know I look damn good. And that's because I wear State and Liberty clothes. And you can, too, if you go to stateandliberty.com, check out using the code DANMILLER10, get 10% off your order. Oh, sure. If you're plugging up uh, that, you can go to pathwater.com and uh, type in uh, Royal Rudy Garza, and you'll get 50% off of Pathwater, the best water that we drink, and also yeah. both fuel. The exact same thing. The other drink that's pure and great for athletes like myself and Dan Miller, we drink those two for, for every show. And yep. that's why we are winners because we drink path water. We wear nice clothes like Satan Luke and we have the great energy like goat fuel, right? Anything else you want to know, you can just hit my link in Instagram or Twitter and you'll get those discount codes as well. 
Hell yeah. And uh, you can find this podcast on Twitter at PWN Podcast. And you can find pretty much everything else I do over at hypotheticalcomedy.com. Hey, thank you, gentlemen. I wish you guys the absolute best on December 30th. And I wish you guys the absolute best in taking over the professional wrestling industry. Thank you. We appreciate you.